the concept of infinite land within the flat earth sort of like theory sphere, you know, or can you call it a, a theory sphere when you're talking about flat earth? But, <laughs> but that just the, the, plane. Plane. the very, yeah, the very yeah. concept of an infinite plane, essentially, right? If flat earth was an infinite plane, to me, that version of infinite is no less remarkable or miraculous or supernatural than the concept of infinite, you know, space or infinite life or infinite dimensions or any, any real world version of infinity, especially with something when it comes to land, like land, you can travel on land, you can go and get a truck and just start driving. And if it's truly infinite, it means it would just never end. And to me, that would be you know, so mind blowing that that almost itself would be like example of God or example of some kind of an infinite, you know, omnipotent sort of force if there truly was infinite land. Um, but I mean, I, we haven't been able to find anyone that believes in it enough to have like a deep conversation about that. Well, we've had we've had a lot of interesting flat earth guests on. And uh, I'm talking I mean, about that one very specific aspect of it, because I know that. That's see, it's way more niche than just saying flat earther. It's like flat earther asterisk. Well, see, it's it's it is niche as fuck, right? So it's like like even the guys that like believe in Tartaria and shit, like they'll believe in a lot of the shit about Tartaria. But then you try to like nail them on. So you think that every mountain is a building that melted, <laughs> and then they start going like, "Well, I th- kind of think so." And then you try to like explain this and then they you know it's one of those things that's hard to like fucking prove like i love the idea of infinite land in like endless continents how the fuck are you ever going to prove that what does it mean it's not even about proof let's say it's like enormous you just you you, like you can't it never ends so you're never going to prove it because you're just going to keep going well, and, and honestly, infinity, that's why I'm saying like infinity itself, if you could show an actual real world version of infinity um, and not just like some mathematical theory, because every version of infinity that we know of is really just a theory. It's like a placeholder for an abstract concept. You know what, what my thought is there? You know, when you look at the sort of the, the Freemasonic square and compass, so maybe Earth is not infinite, maybe physical reality cannot be infinite maybe only god or the divine or spirit can be infinite so the 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 square represents the four you know i mean there's many layers to this but if it represents the four corners of the earth it's something that's finite measurable whereas the compass representing the circle you know like the you can never know this the area of a circle given that it's you know you're using pi which is an infinite number you're not so, wrong man you're not wrong at all so <laughs> it could be it could be that maybe the physical realm is not infinite god is infinite and through uh, through us god gets to experience its or his or her infiniteness or they or they or whatever the fuck um so maybe Maybe, I don't know, I, I love these philosophical thoughts, but maybe that rabbit hole, you know, will lead to, to nowhere because of the, uh, my personal opinion is that it's not like the physical realm is not even physical. Like we are some type of, let's say our soul or whatever the being that we are experiencing ourselves. And clearly we're coming back, reincarnating, uh, you know, multiple, many multiple, multiple times. We are 
in another place. It could be a local place, just a different dimension. We are experiencing this realm, and this realm is possibly some type of holographic projection. Because when you, if we're what we're being told about elements, atoms, and so on, it's mostly space. It's mostly empty space. So everything is like electrical. It's waves. It's fields. I don't even think this is a physical reality. We are just because we are inside it. We experience it as such. What do you think? I'm honestly on board with you, Christian. I I do believe in a version of that where it's just like the infinite is just experiencing itself, and we're just kind of like the little tendrils or the little nerve endings uh, yeah. in some way, you know. Um, but I, but I also think that the the philosophical version of this too, just like that version of infinity and infinite land can't can't exist in this sort of like a normal discussion uh because it represents something else just like you you started out with the square and the compass where the square represents a perfect 90 degree angle that you could apply to basically rough ashlar right that's the the freemasons take a rough ashlar brick and then turn it into a perfect ashlar cube and that's impossible because you're talking about platonic solids at this point you can't really make a perfect 90 degree angle in our reality um, because there's, Oh, it depends on how far you zoom in, right? You zoom in far enough. Now all of a sudden you notice it's not perfect. Just like that compass that can make, you know, it's, it's representing a perfect circle. But again, you zoom in far enough, whatever medium you put it on, if you're doing ink and paper, right? Just the texture of the paper absorbing that ink. If you zoom in close enough, it's not a perfect circle. So these, these concepts are real, like a circle's real and a square and a cube are real, but the perfect versions of those can't be real. It just it even, doesn't exist in this reality. Even a perfect circle, because of the infinite infiniteness of pi, you cannot actually know the area. Like if you take um, a diameter, what was the pi r squared? If you take a radius of one and you... Uh, you know, apply the pi r squared. I think that's the the, the formula. You you are only ever going to get an approximation up to however decimal places you decide to. This is this is why the pi. I don't know if you know about Marty Leeds. Like he get he gets into his books and his uh, YouTube videos about pi and all this number stuff in geometry. That's why pi is such a fascinating number. And you know, phi and all the, the these other yeah, several, the golden ratio number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fascinating because like. And I sometimes like I look at like pi, like a long ass page, and just start looking at it. And like, where is the pattern here? Like this is literally, if it was random, there would be more of a of an ability for someone to find a pattern here. God was like, no, gonna, these these fuckers are gonna be scratching their heads over this one, you know. I mean, we've had supercomputers working since the fifties trying to figure out pi. You know, to this day, they're going in overload. And as yeah. far as I know, they've never found the end of it. And they've yeah. and it's not even just about finding the end, but about finding a pattern. And just mm. like you mentioned, we still haven't even found a pattern yet. <laughs> Although with with all of the crazy advancements in AI over just the last, you know, week, last month, last year, uh, it does seem that all these huge AI programs that have, you know, 20 billion, 30 billion plus parameters. Maybe they like maybe it's not about calculating pi anymore. Maybe now it's about taking all of the numbers that we've got and trying to find a pattern that maybe we're just not seeing. I don't know. It's I think that's a really interesting topic too. Because mm. that that might be another just representation of infinity. Someone found some quirky little formula, just kind of like fractals too, right? Like the a fractal, you can keep scaling it in one direction or the other, 
and it retains these patterns, but it never ends. Like you never come to an end yeah. of it. And yet it's always unique. It, it never really uh, necessarily like one, one to one replicates itself. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think these are just like little glimpses at like anomalies, right? Like little like cheat codes that someone found. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's got we're yeah. Like, just like you said, like the tendrils, we are those fractals. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's pretty amazing, dude. I mean, that's why I honestly don't get caught up too much on questions. Like is the earth flat? Cause I don't even know if this is any of this shit is real, you know, just cause my eyes, I, I look around like you talk about, you know, like homeboy that like can't trust his eyeballs. Um, yeah, Rene Descartes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, it looks pretty goddamn flat, but I don't know where the <laughs> fuck we are. I don't know what we're doing. Like, you well, know, that part I, fascinates me is that people that put stock into not just their eyes, but you know, you know for a fact that we, we've talked to someone that when they say the earth is flat, they mean it from a very physical, literal point of view, not from like, like a metaphorical, metaphysical, you know, angle. It's, it's like, nah, they, like it just keeps going. You could just walk forever. Um, and then you would just hit like walls, but it's, there's no curve and yada, yada. Yeah. But I feel like those aren't the serious people. I don't know, like Flat Earth Dave seems pretty serious. And, and that it, seems it, like a very physical, literal interpretation of Flat Earth, not a metaphorical one. Well, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, see, I, I get caught up in it too, where like, I love the idea of Flat Earth. I have a lot, we have tons of Flat Earth listeners, and I love that concept and idea. And I think the thing that I like the most, because I'm a weirdo, I think that in my universe, how things work, it's very earth centric. I think we are the most important thing in the universe. I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe in. You're a little biased, of course. I am. Yeah. I think humanity (laughs) is the most important thing. I think that this was created by God and that we are in a perfect realm and, Mm -hmm. and we are, we're in it. Like we're in the Goldilocks zone. Why, why do they call it that? Because it's fucking perfect. And it's like, Oh, it's just a coincidence that all these things just work out. Just, just the way that they need to be like, no, this was created the way that it needed to be. And I think that probably the sun and the moon and all the stars and everything rotate around us, uh, move around maybe this way, maybe not this way. Cause we're not, if we're not a circle, I don't know. You know, and it's it's just fascinating, man. I, yeah. So that part of flat Earth, I can really get down with because I am like full. You know, I'm a Christian, so like I, I throw that out there. That is my bias. I believe in a God. I believe in a Creator, mm-hmm. and so that's that's the way the universe works in my head. And I can't ever tell anybody that like this is a hundred percent true. This is just how it makes sense to me. Yeah. So I like that aspect. Now, as far as like. I don't, I don't know, man, because that's the whole that's the whole crazy thing. So because you can never get like a whole group of flat earthers to agree on. OK, so what's the model? What are we? So that I will say that 90 percent of them, the ones that are really serious that I think that aren't like government psyops, they don't think that we're just like a flat pancake. Stuck in the middle of space, which is where the infinite land comes from. (laughs) So then it, yeah. So then like the plane is infinite, which is, it is fascinating. And so to me, that just more, that that's my favorite part because it it almost, unless there's a third option that either of you two know about, but it's either it's an infinite plane or there's an actual edge, right? Or is there like another version where it wraps around on itself? That's, 
you know, this is again, this is what makes me think it might, it might be one like one of those things where, as far as the eye can see, let's say, we know that exists, right? Because you, your senses can perceive it, and it's like uh, when you. When you look Thomas at, will start arguing. With yeah, that. honestly, that's where I would <laughs> I would already start the argument there on on saying that your sense of we know the senses we of a it. human being is so low quality. We are such like a low fidelity sensory but, perception absolutely. thing. But but you can if if one thing is for certain is that if you can see a mountain right far away from you, it's probably it. there. I don't believe that now. <laughs> yeah, well, you 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 mean you mean that it could be a projection of your own mind. That's why you can't trust it, or all of you... the above could be a projection of your own mind. It could be um, a specifically designed frequency that's that's hitting your optic nerve in such a way. It could be a projection that's not just a hologram, but a, a thing that is just projecting into your specific uh, iris. You know, your cornea, like just beaming it directly to you, just like you could have like targeted harassment where they can yeah. sort of like vibrate your inner ear or shake, you know, your molars together. And now only you are hearing a voice. I really do think that that human we're going to find in the next hundred years for sure that humans are the easiest things to trick. And especially if we think it's coming from our own senses, all of a sudden we've given it all this credit in the world. So uh, see, obviously this is like Thomas is the paranoid American. <laughs> yeah. see, and I love this. But like for me, I have to like exist in some form of reality, even if it's like I can't maybe we won't even agree on reality, but I have to live in my own reality. So if there's a beautiful woman here and she has a big set of titties right here and I can see them and I can reach out and feel them, it's real enough for me. Shallow Howl, bro. Remember that movie, <laughs> yeah, Shallow exactly. Howl with uh, so, Jack Black? <laughs> exactly. So it has to, I have to agree on something just to keep my sanity. Thomas is all out in the wind. He's just like, fuck it. Bro, like, none of uh, it's real. Birds uh, are fake and gay. I have a structure. <laughs> I have a structure to it, though. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm just saying that if, if we were actually just out walking around and said, oh, there's a restaurant, I'm not going to sit there and say, that's not a real restaurant. It's a mirage. Let, let's not go towards it. Obviously, if you say there's a mountain out there, but if we're actually in sort of a, uh, some kind of a, like an end world situation or if some kind of miraculous or project blue beam scale type thing happened or the government admits the, the earth is flat, the second that that kind of reality and like a major, um, you know, just like perception in general changes worldwide at that point, I might say like, I don't know if that's a mountain out there. And it wouldn't be a world shattering switch for me to make because I already kind of think that way. Uh, I just, for convenience, don't debate whether or not I'm walking towards a real car. Thomas, let me ask you, though, what about the moon? How do you reconcile that we only ever see one face of the moon? And when the sky is dark at night, you can see it's almost translucent. You can see the, you know, the parts where the craters are, whatever those lakes are, whatever. Because, again, you're, if you're to your eyes and what you see yeah. you see less than like 0.3% of the visible light spectrum so to give yourself that much credibility that that your no, eyes but, are but giving we, you the we're truth we're talking we're talking a basic difference between night and day of a, it it looks the same everybody every single photograph taken of it is the same during the day and during the night and it's always the same face of of the moon so how do we reconcile the, the fact that we only ever see one face of the moon i i i i'm not i'm not uh, even you know like we we at least all of humanity 
for our past recent history that we have photographs, you know, photographs and stuff, we can only see one sort of side of the moon. So how do we reconcile that? I don't honestly, I, I don't follow close enough to know the, the mathematics of, you know, how that actually happens. But I, I would counter it by saying if it's a projection or if it's fake, then why wouldn't they just change it up so that that question doesn't exist anymore? So I, I blame it more on like an actual natural phenomenon that, that forces the moon to face in a certain direction um, versus so, it's, you know, it's fake or it's simulated because they, okay. just, they would simulate it better. Yeah. I think it's more likely that it's a fucking simulation, that it is just like a computer hologram up there. Or, I don't know, it could be some sort of weird spaceship, a big hollow hunk of metal up there. But I, I think it's know, like it, all it's or nothing, fucking... dude. Like either everything's a freaking hologram or everything is more or less dude, real. I, just I doesn't have great... I tend towards that, that all of this is fucking made up. I, yeah, I think, but. But then why just the moon? Point, why like, why just, would just the like moon be Like you say, for convenience sake. Yeah, you're right. But like for convenience sake, I have to agree that this is like I'm drinking out of a wide mouth mason jar and that this is real <laughs> and that I'm putting some molecules in my mouth and uh, hydrogen and oxygen that are fused together to fucking rehydrate my body. Even if this is all fake and gay and I'm actually in a computer simulation, <laughs> this is like we're in Sim City, and this is like a code that I have to put into my body to keep the my simulation right on, going. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking the same language for sure. I don't know. It's fascinating. What are your thoughts on all this, Christian? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this this is the thing. Like, I, it's like um, this sort of when I used to read more into like Buddhism and Zen and stuff. That when you are a student, <clears throat> when you are a student of Zen, you come to a point where <clears throat> everything is unreal it's magical it's you know the mountains aren't mountains the skies and the sky it's just this almost psychedelic trip where you you you're finding yourself and you know making sense of this reality and then when you mature as a student of zen the mountains again become mountains and the rivers become rivers and the sky becomes the sky and then if you ask an older Zen master, you know, what's the meaning of life? What's what's the purpose of all of this? He'll say, you know, what you know, or what's your secret, or what, what are your biggest secrets? And he'll tell you things like, you know, when I'm hungry, I eat, when I'm tired, I lay down and sleep, and you know, I, I chop wood, I carry water. You know, this is <laughs> you know, and like I've met old old people, older people than me in my life sometimes, where sometimes I'm like, is this person sent? from god or spirit or whatever here to teach me something because they seem to have this profound wisdom that is veiled in simplicity almost like a <clears throat> just like a even my granddad like he was so such a uh, he was a very smart guy uh, he loved the books they want to have they wanted him to become a priest he was like a village boy but he was so smart and only the smartest dudes back in the village in bulgaria would become priests you know and the, wasn't like a priest like a catholic priest and shit like uh, like they were actually cool you know um but he never went that way and but he was simple like in terms of everything you know like just down to earth you know so i feel like we can philosophize 
about a lot of things, but we have to draw a line at some point and say, I'm in order to construct a model of reality that so that we remain sane, we have to, you know, come and we have to have a consensus reality between ourselves. You know, we have to agree, you know, if we want to meet at this location, we're going to use these roads. The roads exist, the car exists, you know, the petrol, the gas exists. So we, at, at one point in time, we have to almost take a leap of faith, a faith and say, okay, space is fake and gay for sure. But, you know, the earth definitely, like this realm definitely exists. And it might not be, it might not be physical. It might be holographic. It might be a simulation, but I am in it. I'm a participant. I'm a player in the game, so I gotta play the game. So it's like we gotta play the game, don't we? That—that's my bit of wisdom with the titties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is like I mean, I've I've gone down through. I mean, I've done a lot of psychedelics. I've gone down through like mental gymnastics where I sit there and I'll just sit there and fucking pontificate and sit there and try to extrapolate <clears throat> all the different ideas. And it does it does come back to there is wisdom and simplicity. You're like, okay that all of that might be true, but I'm here right now and I'm in this, whatever the simulation is and there's rules to the simulation and I can keep like questioning them all, uh, but it doesn't get me anywhere. And so within the rules, what can I do? Like, and so we are here. And so we have to somewhat agree to, yes, we are inside this video game, maybe. And what are the rules of this video game? And then I think that's where you can get, the furthest, I guess. I mean, that's what psychopaths do, right? They're like, all right, this is this video game world that we're in. How do I, like, what cheat codes are available? What exploitations are available? What can I do? And so, I mean, that's the psychopath way to look at it. But um, yeah, I think that there is, there has to be uh, an agreed upon just to get through the fucking day. And, and I, <laughs> and I kind of hate that too, in some ways where it's like, because this world is so broken and so disgusting that you feel like, so you, I think that you do have to choose your reality to some degree, and there are things that are foisted upon you, like the whole idea of just like the fucking day to day grind that like the government puts on you, and that that like everything costs money, like like the whole idea of like water isn't like clean water isn't even a fucking right for humans to survive <laughs> yeah. and things like it that. It might not so even like, exist, right? The concept yeah. of clean water at this point might be like a platonic solid. It's like <laughs> it exists in theory, but no one's ever going to see yeah, it in real life. It's true. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Dude. So, I mean, you do in that way, I think you can choose your own reality. Like I choose to be philosophically. I'm an anarchist. Uh, practically I'm a fucking, I'm a minarchist. Right. Like I have to keep paying my taxes or yeah. else a man will show up with a gun and point it in my face and put mm -hmm. me in a cage. Mm -hmm. Totally agree with that. I yeah. think there's a paradox here, too, though, because just like you guys uh, and we, we all admit you have to agree on some sort of like sensible reality just to keep sane and just so that we can all talk the same language in one way or the other. Right. But going back to the flat earth topic, and this is my one of my favorite aspects of it is that. Once you start dipping your toe into flat earth, one of the first things that you have to give up is that all of conventional science and education is just a complete fabrication and a lie and almost like maliciously planted as known lies to misinform and misdirect people. So, well, but, but I would say that's, that's the things. same thing here. But, well, it, well, but that's what I'm saying way. is that it's like yeah. if you have to agree on a, cons like a consensus for reality, well, it's the don't. same thing here. 
for, for me, you don't see, that's where I say you get to choose your reality. So we're all here on this. Like I would say the baseline simulation, we're on something we're living here. We need to put food in our mouth. We need to put water in our mouth. We need to poop. We need some sort of shelter. We need like, unless you believe in in the the, sun staring, right? Like if you can just stare at the sun and get all your nutrients, the breatharians and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, I'm I'm only half kidding because that's a different reality, right? Yeah, I know. But uh, so this is like, this is reality. Then what I'm saying is like, by choosing your own reality, there's like, there's a government, but I can choose my own reality. I can go to Canada and deal with their bullshit government. Like that to me are different, like flavors of reality that you can choose. And so like by what you're talking about, as far as like governmental and questioning the science and questioning all these like concepts, it's the same reason why I choose not to get a fucking vaccine, even though every single fucking doctor on the planet almost, and every single fucking scientist will tell you that this fucking vaccine was good for you. It's been tested. (laughs) It's approved. It's safe. It's effective. You need to do this or you're going to kill your fucking grandma, you piece of shit. (laughs) What are you, an antisocial piece of shit? Yes, clearly. Fuck you. Bro, I'm I'm sorry. I just want to, before I forget, I couldn't find with a cursory search, but there are, you know, the periodic table of the elements, right? So I saved... It's probably on another computer. I saved one. It's a Russian, basically, periodic table of elements. And I just, apparently, there's a Wikipedia article with alternative periodic tables. So there's different people came up with different ones. But this Russian one, I had saved the whole website where it explains the rationale behind why it's different periodic table of elements. But if you look at the Mendeleev's one, the, the periodic the periodic table of elements that we learn in science class in the Western world, there are some fucking gases that have a higher atomic number than metals. So I have not looked into it much. I was never really good into chemistry. I only started getting into chemistry like recently and I'm, I'm too old, I guess, to fucking internalize these things very well. I don't, I, I'm not an expert on it, but how in God's name in the natural world, can you have <clears throat> gases that are heavier, they have a higher atomic number than metals. I see. I personally don't know. You're losing me on this one because I'm a cook. I was never a chemist. Like I actually, I was probably 15 when I first learned how to like cook crack. But if you told me to, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I can I can make you crack. Uh, but we'll I don't after. know. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk after. Uh, but I don't know like chemically what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> But it's 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 fascinating, isn't it? Because, like, there's definitely gap. Like when, and when you okay. So I I personally have a, a great interest in in health, and by extension of that, in, obviously I've I've been reading about medicine. And one thing I I heard from some smart person in the health space is when doctors, when medical doctors go through medical school, they're this is one of the very few disciplines where you learn you're you're force fed the current paradigm without learning much or any of the history of how we got there. So, you know, in science class, oh, you know, Galileo, you know, Arist- Aristophanes, you know, mathematics, you learn about Pythagoras, all these guys. But with medicine, we don't learn a lot of this. So when you actually look back into a lot of these guys, Isaac Newton and so on, and like obviously there were 
part of the club. So I am def- I am certain that a lot of what we're told is horseshit. So a lot of people's entire assumptions about reality, like all these guys that, you know, uh, when COVID started, they were all about like lab leaks and like there was no, like, is, do viruses even exist, right? Do, that you know, this is that's if a you're, fun conversation. Yeah, if you're if you're an open-minded person, you have to you have to be able to have that conversation. Now, I I know a little bit more about health than other subjects, so I can't talk about science and engineering and gravity and like fucking propulsion devices and rockets. But there is clearly fuckery going on there if you you know if you look a little bit deeper so with the whole medical thing dude i i think that's fascinating so there's a couple things that i want to touch on the whole idea of a periodic table and i would clearly think that they would occult certain things like i don't think that every element is up there because why the fuck would they give us like why would they tell us about all these shit there's things that they don't want us to build there's things that they don't want us to know so Who's I was, they in this situation, though? The Illuminati, the Illuminati clearly. <laughs> you look at your T-shirt, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think that there's like, yeah, anyways. Groups I mean, like, of, like, like groups Nikola of Tesla found a new element. You don't think that he would have disclosed that and there would have been others like him that would have Donald disclosed, Trump's hey, there's grandpa. this new element? Wasn't it Donald, Donald Trump's grandpa that took all of Nikola Tesla's uh, um After he died and, and was crazy, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. That, that's fascinating. That's that's another conversation. But as far as like the medical, like you're talking about how they don't really give us the history, the stories of like these medical doctors. Um, it's because most of them were fucking quacks and like snake oil salesmen. They were like, hey, rub this on your cock and it'll make it big. You know, they were just they're a bunch of liars and freaks and they still are. I think the majority of doctors just parrot the stuff that they were taught by the Rockefeller medicine, because before this, before Rockefeller medicine got involved, there were some like witchy, like like earthy broads that would be like, hey, come here and try this tincture, this tea. And some of this stuff was like very beneficial. Some of it was helpful. Some of it probably wasn't. Some of it was probably like passed down like tradition. You and drink kind this of period blood and like yeah, some like, like just, boiled fur pine. Mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> yeah, rub it on your gooch and then your, <laughs> your foot odor will go away. You know, that sort of thing. Um, so some of it was bullshit. But then what happened is the Rockefeller Medicine, they got involved and they're like, OK, now we're going to have a baseline for everything. That's the whole petroleum based medic- medication and things like that. And they started like occulting like old knowledge, taking it, what was useful, what wasn't hidden, hiding the rest of it. And they started saying like they started taking over colleges. They started doing that whole establishment of like they started giving tons of money to this fucking college, but only if you're going to use this accreditation system and you're only going to teach what we tell you. And it's so through that, the medical system. So why in the fuck would they want to point back to anything? They want to Mm -hmm. hide that as much Mm -hmm. as they can Mm -hmm. um, because that was the takeover. Exactly. But it's, but it's not like Rockefellers own the periodic table. Like that's a global, like international global sort of um, standard. Yes. I know. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I guess I'm just saying, like, cer- like certain things, like the like the the fundamental the elements homo, that we know you. of. It yeah. feels like those ones are would be too big, too broad. And I hear too, what you're saying, like, Thomas. Unanimous. I don't know. Yeah, I heard I, your dog whistles. I think, but but, <laughs> but we we also know that the Rockefellers they they didn't have their hand in just building the current medical industry. They also the educational industry. 
mm-hmm. you know, with Carnegie. Well, it's one and the same, honestly, because yeah. when it talk about accreditation and, and yeah. certifications, that only happens through academia. So. Exactly. So, so they, for, for for example, like if you there's you can still fish out old pictures from the late 1800s. So when cars started becoming more popular, there was more electric car companies in, I believe, 1890 than there was fucking petrol or gasoline cars. So they, so we, we could literally, literally right now we could, there is most likely free energy methodologies to extract free energy from the ether, whatever else, water. So they clearly, like you, like you say, Nate, they occulted a bunch of stuff that they didn't want the plebs to know so they could profit and, and uh, you know, I mean, like uh, obviously, I'm preaching to the choir here. You guys know this stuff inside out much more than me. I'm I'm sure, but you know, we can't. We literally once once you learn certain uh, lies, you just can never trust anything again. And this is what I, I, I this, of course you have to be careful because when they know that, when for example, they know there's a subset of you know the the tinfoil hat hat wearing conspiracy theorists. They know that don't, they don't trust anything. So then th- that can be used against you, and that they, you know what I mean. When everything is a psyop, that's the psyop. So th- that that can be used, so they can divulge truth, and then, you know, we will debunk it, or the conspiracy researchers will debunk it. They will find <laughs> ways to debunk it. So, so you're always finding, looking for holes. But sometimes it's like even a broken clock is, you know, right twice a day. So I'm sure that you know they're probably a few steps ahead of most people. So, but. Point being is, us, you can they never dangle us carrots here or there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like you can't trust anything. Idea, you can't trust anything. Like I love this one, where like they were talking about putting in a um, <clears throat> like a, a bioluminescence. Like I don't remember where. Anyways, I don't, did they get that from jellyfish or some shit? They they mm-hmm. took this enzyme right, and it was it was bioluminescent under certain conditions, under certain lights, and they were talking about putting that inside of your like vaccine. Right. So that luciferase or something. Yeah. Well, that to me is the funny part where they call it luciferase. And that's the dangling carrot, because then all (laughs) because then all of us are like, it says (laughs) lucifer in it. And then the patent number, it was like blah, 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 zero point six, six, six. Yeah. You know, and they, they do that shit because then they know that like some conservator is going to be oh, my God, you see that? It says 666 and And then yeah. and then it makes us all sound like crazy assholes when they're not talking about like, hey, why in the fuck are they? They're they, they literally talking about putting like glow in the dark bullshit in our fucking so they can tag us and fax us and they can sit there and like track us. Yeah. And trace I mean, us. De- devil's but advocate, too, that. though. Devil's advocate, like it might be called that since Lucifer means the yeah, light, bearer, light bearer so it's of it's phos- you know it's phosphorescent so yeah luz like, is light in spanish and portuguese so yeah. it's almost like the you know the, the guy that gets outraged is like oh they're they're injecting satan into my body like that dude was gonna get angry about something for whatever reason regardless i don't think anyone needs to make a name just to mess with conspiracy theorists like at this point conspiracy theorists wind themselves up they don't need any like <laughs> fuel to add to the fire it's like like the eternal flame almost yeah maybe but we like, not even once yeah, i drank one yeah, one dude, time dude. and i started looking at man's bulges i swear <laughs> to god it was the bud light that did to me yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe you know maybe we give them too much credit that they're maybe they don't give a shit dude like when you were so power dude imagine you were <clears throat> 
like um but wouldn't it be fun to fuck with us i think about like (laughs) what if you're an infinite being that's floating like let's say you die and you're freed from this meat suit and you're allowed to like free and explore and like have fun in this fucking realm what 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 the hell is poltergeist so like so then a ghost like lowers himself to come down there's a bunch of schoolgirls playing with a ouija board and like maybe it's just fun i get to fuck with them I throw the board or I like knock over there something and like freak them out. Like, or I say something really fucked up to them, you know, like, so maybe they, maybe some of them, they lower themselves and maybe those are the names that we know. Someone like, a, like a, a Klaus Schwab or something or a Bill Gates loves to fuck with us. Like he likes to say, he likes to give those little dog whistles where you're talking to Ted talk and be like, yeah, of course, overpopulation is the biggest issue and the biggest problem. So I want to save lives by giving people vaccines. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. How we'll solve backwards. overpopulation is by saving lives with vaccines. So yeah. we're going to go into the third world and start giving them out. And it doesn't yeah. matter if you agree with me or not, because I'll just release mosquitoes and they'll bite <laughs> you. So it's not like you have to sign up for it. Oh, you're a hunter and you want fresh, clean meat because we started vaccinating cattle? Well, we just released a bunch of vaccines in uh, the wild population of deer and elk, too. So you're going to get it. Yeah, that whole, that motherfucker where he's just like, you know how we'll solve vaccine hesitancy? We'll just start putting it in the food. Yeah. You motherfucker. Actually, (laughs) it works. I mean, they they find solutions that work for them. Winning. Hashtag winning. Yeah, Bill, Bill Gates is killing it. What do you guys do like to, to get clean food there in the States? I know it's a little bit harder. I go to McDonald's. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's hard. Um, I, like, I'm also poor. So it's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> to eat correctly, you have to jump through a bunch of hoops. But, like, you can't even trust organic anymore. So the, the yeah. best thing that you possibly can do is I live in Oregon, and it's a fucking bread basket. It's fucking beautiful out here. You have to get to know your neighbors. Like, yeah. you have to know, like, like what would be the best thing is go, go to your neighbors that you know that you trust that don't vaccinate their animals. You buy like a half a cow at a time where mm-hmm. you like go in with your friends and you like buy a whole cow, split up the meat. That's the best yeah. way you can do it. Yeah. Know where your chickens are like, you know, your neighbor, their chickens, what they eat, and then you yeah. eat, consume their eggs. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, the best thing you can do and the most affordable thing you can do because you can't even really trust like oh you know the biggest supplier or biggest like distributor of organic foods is walmart well i'm mm. gonna trust all the organic food in walmart for sure yeah. i mean i live in in a in a large city in orlando so i don't have the neighbors with chickens and cow- i mean they they exist like an hour drive they away do, I've man. Got- there's some voodoo chicks that have chickens but i'm just your- saying like yeah the, the way that i forage is you go to the frozen section and see what's buy one, get one this week. That's basically, that's the shopping uh, procedure. Right, right. It's hard, dude. Like, I mean, through through some of my research, you know, um, just looking at the amount of stuff that is put in the food there, I don't know how. Like, I, I'm actually, I am almost surprised how resilient the human human is because with all the drinking a rock star keep keep talking (laughs) (laughs) it's like with all these fucking jabs these kids get by the time they're whatever two three years old like i'm surprised more people don't have fucking chronic autoimmune conditions and you know everything else you know 
Well, we're kind well, of weeding them out at this point. Well, sort of, but also it, it is exponentially growing. It is pretty fucking nuts, dude. Like, yeah. like my wife has pots, um, which fucking sucks. I don't Jesus. know if you know what that is. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you what it stands for, like pulmonary art, blah, 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 something, something, something. But, like, essentially, her heart has a hard time, like, regulating the amount of beats for something, right? So, like, she might be laying down, and her heart rate might be fucking racing. Or she might be, like, running, and it's going to be, like, like slow, Whoa. you know, sort of thing. Or after she eats or does some, like, physical anything can, like, get her heart fucking going nuts, like, mm. up or down. And so, she it, it that clearly affects her energy levels does all kinds of things like limits her in all kinds of different ways um, Damn, dude. almost to the point of like fainting and things like that and How long it's one of those things that you look up that? it's one of those things that like this was <clears throat> most likely uh, a symptom of uh, this was a vaccine injury and, and how long it, has it, she had it since she was about like um i thought 12 or something after oh, she wow. got like a series you know uh, vaccines i think we tried to pinpoint it like hmm. like when she started feeling those symptoms and things yeah you know like i i we had a friend over here and uh we're talking about the obviously it was around the covid times so we're talking about the vaccine stuff and i gave them some good books and um she was pregnant at the time but she has uh diabetes type one which is you know mo most people get it when they're under nine under nine ten years of age and she during our conversation, like, you know what? It, when you think about it, it kind of happened after a vaccine, you know, that kind of way. So a lot of these things um, that are later, that happen later on in life, like asthma or autoimmune conditions and stuff like that, the genesis of those for sure is some type of toxic exposure. It doesn't actually have to be... Um, a vaccine but it's one of the most dangerous things because you know it goes directly into the bloodstream it's not like you ingest it through food where it has to go through your gut and there's a ton of there's a ton of ways for the body to protect you're not allowing yeah you're not allowing your body to protect itself at that yeah. point you're just yeah, giving yeah. all of the faith over to whatever is in it so this is why i i'm actually a little bit like i i don't want to get overly emotional because it's not a productive thing but this sort of shit makes me really angry when you have kids like in the States, it's what it's 170 or so doses that they get by the time they're three or something like that. It's like a hundred and something. It's insane, dude. It's, yeah, dude. I, I was curious if you knew this because I have a friend that's pretty woke on this type of topic, but she, and she says, okay, she's like a lawyer, brilliant, brilliant woman, uh, on the level as far as like truther, smart, knows all this kind oh, of shit. It's a Masonic reference. Is it truther? Yeah, Let of course. On the level, yeah. On the level. Ah, there you go. Okay. Um, I, I'm well. I'm clearly Illuminati confirmed. Illuminati yeah. confirmed. Yeah, right yeah. everyone do it. <laughs> I'm one of oh, you yeah, guys. Sorry, I'm, one wait, which one was it? Us. One <laughs> of us. Look, I, I'm also drinking out of a mason jar. I'm one of Google, you guys. Google gobble. One jar. of us. Oh my god. <laughs> mason jar. <laughs> nice. There you go. Okay, it's confirmed. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say is this lady, she is uh, like she travels internationally and she travels a lot. And so she was always worried that if she didn't 
do anything to like protect her son's immune system that she would like catch some weird shit, bring it home. And so she actually spends a lot of money on like fancy vaccines that don't have all the same immunogens, I guess, or like, like all the heavy metals doesn't have any of this kind of shit. Okay. I have no fucking idea. They're like, there's some sort of like fancy holistic hippie homo prophylaxis or something like that. I don't fucking know what. I, yeah, homo, homo bro, bro <laughs> when your asshole falling out, homo, is that what we're talking about? Homo <laughs> prolapsus. <laughs> homo prophylaxis. Uh, I, I know there's some homeopathic vaccines. Homo yes, pro- that's the type of thing that she's talking about. And so, and then she's with that though. She's very selective. Like she's not going to get him everything, and she just gets him what she thinks are the most important sort of things. And I mean, I with my little one, I don't do any of it. How old so my, is my she? little one? Or she? He's a year and a half. He doesn't, he's unsnipped. I mean, he's, yeah, there's no sniffing. He doesn't have a single poke. He is, a, I mean, I did. We're not even before. cutting his hair or his fingernails a single day. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I did, unfortunately. He's got the little poke. curls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, year and a half? That's year about half. the age of my daughter. Like, uh, what, what month was he born? Uh, Jennifer. April, April 10th. No, that's my oldest. October. Yeah. <laughs> okay. October 4th. I think. All right. We September. So they're, they're close, yeah. very close in age. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, listen, we, like, dude, there's no need for that shit, dude. <clears throat> even, I'll tell you, even those, these homeopathic vaccines, homoprophylaxis, I, to be honest, I, I haven't looked into them, but we actually went to that homeopath that apparently does them last week friday so a week ago we went to this homeopath dude and quick little aside i have this very old not very old but like 30 year old book on uh, homeopathy and the guy that wrote it in the book he's british he said that the queen of england queen elizabeth she at that time had three up to that point three different homeopaths were taking care of her so if it's good enough for the fucking lizard people there's probably something to it, right? So this guy, listen to this. This is gonna that old bitch mind. lived a long time, long time. Also, drinking baby blood is very nutritious, probably. But uh, so this is don't this get is Thomas gonna... started on that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Unless gonna you blow got some to share. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna blow your mind, dude. So we went there to this dude, this homeopath. He he gives you this rod, metal rod to hold, and he has this mas- machine. So my my wife went first. And he got a lot of things right. I'm like, shit, this guy's, I'm paying attention here. So anyway, it was my turn. I'm holding this thing and I'm there like, I'm, don't, don't, don't make stupid jokes about Scientology and measuring th- for thetons and shit. Or, or that episode of it's always, always sunny in Philadelphia. See, where should I put my feet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where should I put my feet? So I'm like, shit, I, sh-. I was literally like, shit, I pr- probably shouldn't cross my legs. I should put my feet on the floor. I don't want to disrupt the signal because I also have like these metal fucking bracelets and rings. So I took all that shit off. Anyway, this this bro is like, he starts and he, he asks you assertive questions. He's not like trying to guess, uh, you know, do you, do you feel like you're a sensitive person or you're tired in the mornings? No, he was like, you have, you have uh, mercury amalgams. I'm like, shit, yes, I have four of them. He's like, okay, he, he does some other things. And I, I asked him how, because when, when he, he presses, so you're holding the rod in one hand and he presses in the other hand, he presses your finger with, with the other sort of metal bit. And the machine goes, zzz, zzz, 
And this, I'm like, because when he was doing it for my wife, I'm like, how are you asking the question before the thing goes? It's like, he points to his head. I'm like, okay, so it's like an intention type thing. And this whole thing is called bioresonance, right? And um, because we, we, we have re- fields upon fields in the body. So this is this is where it blew my mind. So the guy says, you have uh, metal fillings. I'm like, yes, I have four. <clears throat> he recommended a biological dentist to get those extracted. I've been meaning to do that for ages. And here's the next one. He says, he says like this, but you have, a, you have another metal in your mouth. So at first I was like, no, but, Maybe you're picking up because I broke a leg about 10, 12 years ago. I have uh, bolts and plates in, in my, my right leg. It's like, oh, it could be that. Some Ger- it's a German guy, you know, he's like 79 years old, fucking perfect skin. And it then, like a, a minute or two later, fuck, dude. Two months ago, I got implants. I got two, two titanium implants. How could he know I have another metal? He was like, you have another metal in your mouth. So he told me. That and he he does like other things like he 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 inspects like your chakras your aura like food sensitivities, and um, but how the fuck did he know I have? Um, he could bullshit about everything else and guess and because you learn to read people over time and stuff as a therapist or a clinician, but how the fuck did he know and have another metal? So he told me when you have two different types of metal, it's like how a battery works. You start getting a charge between them, so there's a electron flow so the softer metal starts to get melted so he's like you got a shitload you have a lot of mercury you know and i've done hair testing before that my my mercury levels are pretty damn high but i you know i did a lot of detoxes over the last five years but this guy's like no there's there's more (laughs) so this stuff bro I would go to a guy like that any fucking day. He gave us some homeopathic things. He told us that we he sensed through his his questioning the body through this bioresonance field, he sensed that underneath where we live, underground, there's water currents. And these water currents, they basically it's a it's a form of geopathic stress and it um it basically drains your energy. So crazy shit. But he recommended you put a quartz crystal in a glass of water under the bed with a little thing that says neutralize on it. And apparently the quartz crystal sucks that energy into it and the it the water holds it. So you change the water every two weeks. So he said that will help with this energy. And so I have a book on the subtle body and all these fields and stuff. This morning, I actually started reading that book with my morning coffee and they exactly talk about this concept of if you have currents underwater and uh, funny story where we live the the cul-de-sac it's the name has well the farm with the wells in the title fuck so how i don't know how he found he knew that but like i'm pretty incredulous about this things i'm pretty scientifically minded about health stuff but you tell me how this this fucking guy knew this stuff right it's pretty wild, dude. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I had a I had a lady do this crazy fucking screening on me not that long ago. Did all this wild stuff. And she knew all kinds of shit about me. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, you could say a lot of it. You could try it if you're trying to do devil's advocate, right? You could you could explain a lot of it away. But then there is those. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas will Thomas yeah, yeah. will destroy this interaction that you had with this man in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, man, it's absolutely fascinating. And um, like, well, we were talking to, you said you were listening before we got started, you were listening to the Sean Hibbler episode. Mm-hmm. And he was very much talking about uh, extracting those mercury fillings out of your teeth. He says, will almost solve every problem that you have in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that is pretty fucking fascinating. Yeah, and man. I probably should get those yanked out of my head. I mean, dude, you got a lot more biological. Then, if you look for a biological or holistic dentist in the states, I'm sure you find a lot more. There's literally one in the whole of Portugal. So, um, there's a lot of hippies here for sure. Yeah, so you're lucky in that sense, and there's there's a lot of. In fact, I'll tell you, like I've talked talked about this before. um, There's metals, or in general, the minerals have anthropomorph anthropomorphic qualities, and I have always had a kooky personality. You know, this mercury actually gives, because if you see how mercury behaves, you take droplets of mercury, they're very like, very bouncy, right? So every metal, every mineral has a, a certain qualities like aluminum, soft. It makes people soft in the head. It's associated with Alzheimer's, dementia. Um, lead is, is, again, soft. It's associated with low IQ in children. Um, and um, uh, iron is brittle. People that hold a lot of iron tend to be easy to slide, very quick to anger. And the, you can keep going, like with selenium, it's a shiny, sleek, strong metal. It gives a, a sheen to the personality. It's a little bit more esoteric, but there's a lot of it based in science because the. Is there the, any good metal that I should start like grinding up and snorting or something to make me? <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. Like metals. The best source of metals, uh, be they you know essential minerals or, or, or whatever, is from um, you know cooked vegetables, animals, because they the 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 plants take the the, me, the you know just the fucking minerals and they turn them into different uh, ions and whatever. I'm not, not like again, I don't understand the chem- chemi- chemistry aspect of it, but they take they extract these minerals from the ground and they convert them into a form that becomes bioavailable. That's why you can't just, if you're deficient in chromium, just lick some fucking, you know, chrome plated something or other, and it's not going to solve your problem. It's going to cause toxicity. So you have to, we need to, and actually what going back to the breatharian stuff, I personally think that maybe in a different age and a different evolution of humankind, Maybe we were Bertharian at one point because uh, the air is predominantly nitrogen. And when, when you're eating meat, protein, what you're getting is amino acids, which are basically a, a source of nitrogen. We can arrange, once we have that nitrogen in a bioavailable form, from the you know the the protein from plants and animals, we can actually a lot of these amino acids we can synthesize and uh, um, change to suit our needs, and certain are certain ones are essential. So it it is conceivable that we could have you know back in the day, you got your sun, you got your water, you got your nitrogen in there, and we are we are alchemists in many ways. Like the the human body does take things and transform them into conjugates things. So I don't know. I'm open-minded to it. Yeah. I'm definitely open-minded to the concept that it's possible. Uh, And I do like that idea that at one point we were able to make the sunlight bio available to us and we were able to absorb 
things that we need from the sun because i mean essentially that's what we're doing in a very crude way we need sunlight and so how do we get that we're sitting there we're consuming like plants that have already absorbed the sun we're mm-hmm. getting our energy from it um so it would be an interesting thing if we were able to like directly tap into that and i bet it would be a pure source and holy shit would we would we glow would we be able to fly would we be able to levitate i don't i don't know it, it might be fucking really neat because I uh, I interviewed this dude uh, like an eye expert, eye doctor, and he he kind of got me onto sun gazing a bit more. I don't do it often enough, um, but he said that some of the light when you do sun gazing, some of that light it goes into your eyes, you know, and like it it tr- like the energy it goes to your organs. Like I haven't listened back to that podcast in in years, but I, I have to re-listen to it. Um, Dude, there is literally something about this, though, that someone was talking about just the other day. And this is hard to do. This is hard to do because especially if you live in a neighborhood. But if you're able to, it's like because like people are making jokes about how Donald Trump is like, hey, show your asshole to the sun, like get a little sunlight on your asshole and taint and balls and stuff. But there is something to that. Like if you're able to expose your genitalia to the sun for like a certain amount of time every day. Like your te- they've they've done clinical trials with it yeah. where your testosterone goes up like seven hundred percent, and dude. god damn do we need it? Because I was just reading another fucking study where seventeen year olds today, today mm-hmm. have the same like on average the same testosterone level as a seventy year old back in two thousand. Yeah. It's it's fucking nuts, dude. It's it's, it's nuts, just. Dude it's landsliding right now all the hormones that they're putting in water all the like the phenol like um like pseudo hormones right that are in plastics and different things like that and it's and and it's all just culminating yeah all these yeah exactly it's just making and we're wondering why like a fifth of kids right now are questioning their gender yeah yeah it's because they maybe you're right maybe you've got a sweet pussy in there we don't know maybe those look like <laughs> testicles but they're ovaries like i, I don't know dude. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's getting weird dude and like we are we are changing and one someone might say evolving but i don't think that this is a natural thing this no. is clearly this is clearly being done to us and this is a fucking experiment transhumanist experiment to make us all weak little docile pussies that are very stupid and slow like look at me you have to fucking lower the iq as low as you can go and try to fucking (laughs) try to make people just docile and good workers and obedient and get your shots stupid and that's that's what they want yeah man. and and it's working they're fucking killing it i've I've got the ultimate devil's advocate on on this because i because honestly on a lot of these topics like i understand the difference between bioavailability and just like fortified nutrients for example but i don't think that that means that fortified nutrients have zero um benefit and that bioavailability and organic goods and only getting something through the only way is if you show your asshole to the sun that's how it absorbs the sunlight i'm on i'm on the gape i'm with you on that one (laughs) i don't think i'm on board with the uh the sun gazing aspect i think that your skin absorbing sunlight 
I understand yeah. that aspect, but yeah. but taking in the full power of sunlight and UV rays directly into your corneas, I think that there's probably the jury but might be why out. Why is that. there so much about that, Thomas? They tell us not to look directly at the sun because it's <laughs> yeah. gonna blind us, Thomas. Yeah. They don't why, want us to know the why truth. do you keep saying look both ways before you cross the street? <laughs> so, why is that how you get true enlightenment and you're just making me so I I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's a funny uh, conversation to go that route. You know, uh the the thing is like a lot of stuff is the here's a fun fact right if your if your body is very deficient in zinc it will take up cadmium because the body is so intelligent that it can utilize cadmium at, in certain enzymes and enzyme binding sites at a much reduced efficiency so the body is smart right if if all you had, for example, if all you had was a dirty puddle of water um, and you were dying of thirst, you're going to drink that puddle of water and, you know, you will live longer than if you don't, right? So what, what we are able to, like, again, if you look at the, on, the, the different onslaughts in terms of these endocrine disrupting chemicals, the plastics, the phthalates, the polybrominated diphenoethers, all the you know flame retards in in, in the plastics, um, in spite of all the jabs and the f terrible food and the poisoned the water supplies and the air pollution, in spite of that, people are still living well into their seventies and eighties. So we seem to be extremely resilient, and the body is incredibly good at detoxifying a lot of compounds and certain forms of like, for example, folic acid, which is marketed to pregnant women. It's a sy synthetic folic acid that when the body take, gets that it, there's several metabolic steps it does to make it into the methylated form. So it's, it's bioavailable and usable by the body. Certain people like me with uh, certain genetic variations, it's bio unavailable. So taking that is actually harmful. So, but, if, if I take folic acid, my body will still make some methylfolate out of that, very little, but you'll still do something. So, you know, if you add shitty forms of vitamins, if you take shitty, like shitty, shitty forms of uh, calcium, magnesium, your body will still absorb a fraction of it. But it always goes back to the cleaner and the purer, the, the less stress on the body. So, like, when it comes to light, the, my, my personal, like, I'm not a, again, I'm, I'm, I haven't researched I have some papers to look into why sunlight is good for you. It's it's not just the, the vitamin D aspect. It's got to do with the diurnal cortisol rhythm with melatonin production. So if you expose yourself to sunlight in the morning, you produce more melatonin, you sleep deeper at night. So there's a ton of different things. But this infrared light penetrates your skin. Like I have an infrared or near-infrared and red lamp that I, I shine my balls with. And this has been shown to penetrate a half, I think half a centimeter, I think it was, into the skin. So it's good for like penetrating. Obviously, the balls are the thin skin, so it does get into the there. And uh, I have like, there's over a thousand studies cited in one book that I have. There is benefits to it. But um, with the sun, like think about when we were hunter-gatherers, how long we were in the sun and now how much sun we get. So, dude, it's definitely bad. Like we... I think a lot of chronic disease is because we are taken out of our natural habitat. So 
and and we are then scared. Well, into would you? Would you? I would make the argument that the first humans that started using fire consistently, they were using a new chemical process to convert a previous food source. So does that also mean that anything that's cooked with fire is no longer natural? Because that is truly humans chemically altering their food source before they consume it. So, I, I, I think, mean, I think I, there's I think, a strong argument there. It's a strong argument for why our stomach and digestive system is so small, because we learn how to use technology, fire one of the best technologies, to in order to pre-cook our food so there's less expense. But isn't that unnatural? Isn't isn't the fact that you just chemically altered something from nature before you consumed it means that it's no longer natural? Because it's not like a cow would just naturally cook itself for you at any point. I mean, uh, like you, you, you could, you could say it's a natural, like again, if, if we consider human beings, animals, it's definitely unnatural, but I think there's clearly something that differentiates us from, from animals. But the fact is that we were, <clears throat> we are an, a natural, a naturally, uh, we are, in the sun much more let's just say throughout most of our history and now we are inside you know what i mean so there's a lot of biochemical sort of physiological ramifications to that i think that that's kind of but like you know the fire thing dude i don't to be honest if i if i believed in evolution the way i've learned the guys to talk about fire and how we evolved this i don't believe in evolution honestly but from an evolutionary biology sort of anthrop whatever the fuck that field was called. Uh, it is unnatural, but fire is literally what allowed us to, We, you know, we had bigger digestive systems, uh, smaller brains. The, the fact that we started cooking food, they say, is uh, we pre-digest the food. It's easier to assimilate. You know what I mean? So then you, you get to, you get to use more of that energy to to build a bigger brain and so on and so forth. But I don't, to be honest, I don't know how to think about it. It, it is unnatural, but it's clearly beneficial. You know what I mean? And th there is another aspect to fire is actually the glow of the fire. It seems like we've used fire for a very long time because this in near infrared and red light that I use, it in many ways simulates that infrared light that you get from the fire. So it seems like if that's beneficial for the body, it maybe it could be an, an adaptation because we are every night by the fire, cooking meals together, being sociable. And we were with fires for so long that it became sort of a uh, an adaptation where the infrared light from the fire it actually has beneficial effects for the body. I don't know. Well, we can replace fire with microwave now, though, to remove mm -hmm. that entire aspect from it. And if you sit around right in front of it and absorb that infrared from the microwave, I think it's... Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's it's interesting, that's man. You, that's actually you touching back into nature at that point. <laughs> like it, it's interesting, dude. Because like like I get where you're coming from, Thomas. But like I also am understanding what you're saying, Christian. Because I'm in the same way where I don't necessarily believe what they tell us is our evolution. Like I, again, now this is something that I believe. I can't like say that this is correct, but I think that we were created exactly the way we are on purpose to do what we were meant to do like so i think that our stomach because exactly what you're saying as far as like if you look at a chimpanzee their their stomachs are like enormous and they're bloated because they have to sit there they have to like ferment the food inside of their stomach for yeah, to like break down food, yeah. shit tons of food like that 
or like a cow, like it has four stomachs because it yeah. has to go through this entire process to break it down. And so human stomachs aren't like that. It's like we were fucking designed to cook our food. Like we we aren't animals necessarily. I don't think that we are animals. I think that we are separate. I th- again, this is a very human centric model. I'm a I'm a speciesist if you want to say that. Mm. I'm fucking racist against all other species. I think we're the most important fucking species. <laughs> um, so fuck aliens and fuck anything else. Fuck the greys. Uh, I'm gonna get shot tonight. Um, Sasquatch is cool though, right? Sasquatch is cool, but I think he's one of us too. I, okay, cool. Or he's something totally different. We get I, there's lots of theories about Sasquatch. <laughs> no, that's I that's know, you're the Sasquatch guy now, right? I yeah, we can <laughs> we can do that. That's fun. But um, but as far as that goes, like yeah, again, I think that our bodies were, because uh, I, I don't believe in evolution. Because Thomas, like, if we can go real back, because if we did come from like goddamn goo. Like, isn't that the most primordial? Isn't that the best thing that we can do? We need to just like roll around in ocean foam and just go like this. <laughs> like, and then that's the most natural state of being. And that, that's what we need to do. Like, I, I don't know. Well, honestly, like, I'm not an advocate yeah. for returning back to nature. I, I truly believe. And, and I'm, I'm a dirty evolutionist that thinks we probably did come from monkeys uh, because I would say like God didn't give Adam and Eve uh, air conditioners, right? That came from human innovation and and technology and and dirty Satanist uh, material world stuff. That came right from the black cube of Saturn, right? Um, but I but I fully embrace that. It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I guess the the point the, the ultimate point is that to to discount. Uh, it's, it's a consistency. This is a purely a devil's advocate situation, not not like a, a particular strong point, but that to discount, say, fortified vitamins and minerals that come from, you know, your cereal. Like you see the videos where someone grinds up the Cheerios and they take a magnet and they say, aha, see that iron isn't, you know, good iron because you can see it with your eye and here's this magnet. But then to say, oh, but fire gets an exception, even though fire is also human technology intervening with a natural food supply, introducing carcinogens, right? Chemically altering the, the very makeup of the food. That one all of a sudden gets a magical pass just because it happened so long ago. What happens in 10,000 years after humans human have been technology. fortifying their food? Cooking, so, I, I guess cooking food is a natural technology, is a human technology. But I say, but it's a fucking, like, there's always been lightning strikes and all of a sudden the fucking Yeah, but people weren't and, gathering around yeah. waiting for a lightning strike to hit a cow and then being like, thank God, after all of these thousands of lightning strikes, they finally hit a cow so we can eat. That, and before now, we had no food source. Who That's was the first point. guy that said, hey, let's chuck a fucking cow on that fire? <laughs> I think... Uh, what, some what, sick fuck, dude. <laughs> from what what I understand, uh, at least from an evolutionary aspect, right, is that humans. The, the reason we have um, such strong gastric secretions, so much hydrochloric acid, which has like a pH of one to two, I think, in the stomach, is because for a very long time humans seem to have been fucking um uh what do you call it not hyenas and vultures what do you call those scavengers uh, scavenger yeah, yeah so carrion carrion eaters so that that's actually a a good um explanation why we have these this hydrochloric acid which basically sterilizes the food coming into the body but you know talking about fire I, dude i've done raw meat i did raw eat raw meat for a while like raw liver uh raw um were you watching chicken. liver king or 
Uh, no, no, I, okay. I only heard about this guy recently. But I was doing this back in like 2019, uh, late 2018. And uh, I was eating like raw lamb and I, and some cooked meat as well. But like, dude, I felt pretty okay. How bad was your diarrhea? Unt- until I got the parasites. Then, <laughs> then. And then the cannibals showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I did. A, the, the way I found out I had parasites was I did a hormone test. My testosterone was really bad, like fucking 60 year old man territory. And that prompted my mentor on the, you know, the uh, functional diagnostic nutrition course that I was doing at the time. He, that, that prompted them to do to. Uh, they asked me. You should, they told me you should probably do a stool test, poop test. Then I had some giardia and some blastocystis protozoa. But um, my point there was, you can get by handsomely, handsomely, eating raw meat, right? Until that one time. <laughs> well, well, but but uh, think about it this way, right? You know, if you look at the Hadza, like the Tanzanian hunter-gatherers, like they kill a baboon, you know, they're eating, they're passing the liver around, like they're all like digging in, and they've done uh, uh, microbiome, microbiome testing for, for these guys. So, so they're, the point there is, if you're from an early age, if that's if this is your life, eating raw meat and you're out, you're gonna have a lot of helmets and parasites. But if you're exposed to it from an early age, you're out in the dirt all day long, you get a state of homeostasis in the gut. So it's all good, right? So for example, there's this one um, H Helicobacter pylori. This is a uh, uh, one of these uh, bacteria that digs its itself into your stomach, and it has the ability to around itself to change the pH around itself so to protect itself from the stomach acid. And it's one of the most uh, sort of common sources for gastric ulcers, gastric cancer. So they've done research where if <clears throat> if a child gets it before the three years of age, they have no problems with it. But if you get this through like contaminated food or whatever, when you're older, when you're an adult, then it can become a problem for you. So a lot of these things back in the day we we would have been fine dude if you just like and and that's the thing if you could if you could not cook food and you're out in the wild the only two things you're going to be able to eat is fucking dead animals raw dead animals and fruit very little leaves, plants, stems, seeds, because a lot of those are fucking toxic. Like, look at a bean, look at, like, raw wheat. These things are fucking inedible. They will, a potato, like, <laughs> a tuber. So the only thing you'll be able to to su- sustain yourself with, so if we believe a lot of the stuff where people in the north, <clears throat> in the colder climates, all they had, like, like the, you know, the Inuit or whatever, the Eskimos, all they had was, you know, fish, raw fish, frozen fish, sashimi, and folks in the equator that have mostly fruit all, all year round, different season, seasonal varieties of fruit. So this, these are the two things that we, we can eat. So it's very plausible that this is the this is the human diet that we've been with always. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Uh, you, when you're talking about them passing around a baboon heart and shit, and then you bring up the Inuit, um, dude, you can find some pretty gory fucking videos of them like bashing a baby seal over the head and then them like 
dragon inside the kitchen. They're all sitting there sprawled out on the, With on the, the blood on their face or yeah, blood all over their yeah. face. And they're just Kids are laughing. Yeah. Dude, they're <laughs> loving it. They're sitting there eating raw fucking baby seal blubber. Yeah. And they're like, num, 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 num. and they start like hacking into it. It's pretty. And they're all just smiles and blood in their and face the fact- and mouth. And, the fact and it's it's actually kind of touching and beautiful. Like yeah. they're all just like communally enjoying this meal, and it's gruesome though. It's, it's gruesome, pretty, but and I want to try it because it looks kind of good. <laughs> the fat, <laughs> the the fat. Um, in fact, a lo- like the saturated fat from an animal, it, it can take a lot of heat. It can withstand a lot of heat, but you can just eat it raw. You know. Yeah, and and you absolutely need it too. I mean, someone was telling me this story. Which was fascinating because he's a fucking dork and watches a bunch of survival videos. Like he watches like the this asshole that's in the woods for a hundred days by himself kind of TV <laughs> shows. You know what I mean? And this guy, um, they had to pull him out because he was able to like trap or like hunt and kill a deer, but this deer was so fucking lean that it had no fat, and so he had no fat source, and so he was actually like starving to death. And he, but he had plenty of fucking food. He had plenty of meat. Yeah. This meat wasn't able to sustain him because he needed fucking fat. Like your yeah. body needs fat. Um, Absolutely. So it would have been much better if he would have been able to kill a bear or something. And- I had to look it up since you mentioned it, but uh, Inuit people, um, at least in based on Canada's stats, they live twelve to fifteen years shorter than uh, a regular Canadian citizen that's probably drinking out of plastic bottles and eating McDonald's. I mean, I don't know. They probably get diabetes because they also are all so they, their bodies weren't meant for that shit. Like, because I'm sure if you looked up a Native American, like a beaner like me too, we probably get, we don't fucking have longest lifespan. Well, we're kind of cockroaches. Mexicans are cockroaches, <laughs> but like, but Native Americans and shit, and which I am, I have some Native bloodness. Like, our bodies weren't weren't evolved right. Like, so let's say. Europeans are trash and they've been fucking like, like sucking like uh, cow udders and getting all that milk and all this shit. But like somebody over here, their bodies weren't accustomed to that because it's fascinating when the European, um, like I think it was the Dutch, when the Dutch discovered some of these like Polynesian islands, they had these like Adontis, they met these men and they were like Adontis. They were like six foot fucking 10, like chiseled, hard fucking abs, like sexy rock hard fucking like yoked out Samoan dudes. You've been drinking and, a lot of Bud Light, the, bro? I know. Yeah, I know. I've been checking out their coconut bulge. Uh, so, you know, these guys, all they would do all day is they would, like, eat coconuts and eat crab and fish. And all they ate was, like, coconut, crab, fish. And they were healthy as fuck. And then, the like, the Dutch, I, I'm pretty sure it was the Dutch. It's always the Dutch, the fucking Dutch. The Dutch get over there, and they're like, hey, here's bags of fucking processed flour. And we'll teach you how to make bread with it. And they came back. It was like a couple years later. And like, like the women were massively obese. People were like dying. People were all That's fucked happens, up bro. because we had introduced this new shit to them. And they were like, dude, it was, it was wild because uh, anyways, it's fucking crazy. Our bodies were sometimes accustomed to a certain diet. And when you fucking threw this, like, curveball in and our bodies haven't had the time to adjust to it like i guess europe is probably maybe they were the first ones to fuck around with that shit and so their bodies are more accustomed uh the white guys can sit there and like eat the eat the flour it's not gonna hurt like look at the italians they they eat the pizza and the pasta and they're fucking fine they're not just flour but bleached flour and and Mm -hmm. um sort of like a unhusked rice uh, well, like the, the the truly white rice and refined sugar, all that. Yeah, thank you, Europe. <laughs> but 
but you know mm-hmm. that that just speaks to the resilience again of the human um i don't know dude like we, or when, the air resilience of those fucking i guess those eskimos they're fucking they're dropping so like many... flies because they can't hang yeah it, it could be so many reasons Weak like ass it, inuits we're gonna get some <laughs> mean emails <laughs> it could be so many reasons why they don't live as long you know what i mean like um i i think in the western world one of the reasons that life expectancy is so high is that we extend life unnaturally. And for a lot of people, the last 10 years of their life life uh, is just fucking torture on the Dude, medications. Dude, you're preaching and shit. the choir here. People are always talking about like, hey, I want to live to this long. I'm like, if, because I knew a dude in my hometown, he was surfing in, into his 90s. He'd go, he would surf every fucking day, rain or shine. He'd put on the wetsuit and in his nineties, he was still fucking surfing and eventually he died. If you, if you, if you're able to do that, fuck yeah, yeah I'll live till I'm 90, but come the fuck on. I'd rather have my heart explode at 60. If I'm going to feel like shit when I'm 70, oh, I don't yeah. want the last 10 years to just let me die. If I make it to 80, my whole goal is then I'm going to start smoking then I'm going to start smoking crack. Might as well just shoot heroin right into my dick. You know, like, let's just have some fun. Let's Absolutely. get wild. Apparently, so apparently nicotine is one of the best nootropics, you know, like, uh, so it's just the, the way we get it in the cigarettes is not. The, I actually have some uh, wild tobacco seeds here. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to. Grow my own wild Aztec so, tobacco. So I'm curious about this one. Let's say you go with like a like a win like a pack of Winston's or something that's supposed to be hundred percent tobacco. What would make that any better or worse than growing your own? Because as I understand it, just the fact that you're incinerating you tobacco that's what turns into the formaldehyde and the, all of the you know like the, the, the 800 list of different chemicals. It, that's just the fact Is of burning what- it. Because I thought, like, literally, like, doesn't Marlboro or Philip Morris, don't they add chemicals in? To, well, that's they, why I mentioned Winston, Winston or one of the, but, like, the, the 100%, you know, raw versions that you can buy at a gas station. What's the other one? Like, natural spirit. That's what people, like, think that they're quitting cigarettes. Like, oh, I switched to natural spirit. <laughs> Bro, but what I'm talking about, wild tobacco Nicot- I think it's called Nicotiana Rustica, right? This is what the 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 the, the shamans or the, right. the versus nat- Arabic Arabica, which is like where you know camels and stuff come from. So, and- so from, from from what I understand, they also like I, I can't I I, I can't speak uh, to this for sure, but from what I understand, they also dip the tobacco in sugar, which adds to the to the nastiness, right? Um, because when you you know think about like when something caramelizes, what, what, the, the the, but anyway, so so wild yeah. so, um, from what I understand from my research into like the indigenous people's he- healing methodology and stuff, the wild tobacco that is the grandfather of the plant, so it's the wisest of the plant. So the, the like the Shipibo shamans, you know, the guys in Peru and they're in the Amazon when they're doing all sorts of you know, like ayahuasca ceremonies and stuff. They use this um, tobacco to, they, they they blow the pipe, they use it to purify. And from, again, from my research into this stuff is the, the they use it 
more of a, is a ceremonial tool. Now that tobacco, the wild tobacco is like 10 to 20 times more nicotine. So you can't like buff it like a cigarette. It's, but you're not uh, smoking three yeah. packs a day either. <laughs> yeah. So from what I understand, so the, the, they do, they do certain things. So they throw it into the fire, like an offering with a prayer. They, they make these snuffs, which are actually really awesome that you kind of, you know, you, you, you snort them either with a little pipe it's called a kuripe and a tepi. The tepi is the one where someone blows it into your nose, and it's it's they use ash from fires, and they they blend it into a very fine powder with certain herbs and stuff. And in fact, the ash, it's it's actually a source of uh, nutrients, and um, there are certain minerals in there. So it's used more of it like a ceremonial tool. So what what we have in the West, with, uh, tobacco, is again a perverted version of what was a sacred sacrament of the people. And another thing I recently found out is like when you take a, a nice organic cigar and you just puff it in the mouth, there is actually um, uh, not a sublingual, but a, a, a through these kind of, you know, you have these, um, uh, uh, you Subderm know. Subdermal? Yes, yes. It, it's uh, yeah. Some type of glandular uh, contact with, with this, Fucking hell! You know the the lining of the of the mouth. There is some type of transdermal or some type of uh, diffusion or whatever it is. So you get, uh, you you know you don't get a lot of these carcinogenic solvents and you know style, uh benzenes and whatever into the lungs and stuff like that. You're just getting it into the mouth. So there is definitely ways for um to, to leverage nicotine. In fact, people. Like some of these kind of biohacker guys, some of them who use nicotine gum to chew when they're like writing a book and shit, because nicotine, the molecule, quite people closely, do comedy sets yeah. and stuff when they when they go on stage. A lot of some do heroin gum. too. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but the 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 nicotine molecule closely resembles, I believe, the the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which is like quote unquote the cognition, learning, uh, memory. Uh, neurotransmitter, right, right, or brain power one. So it's all the best supplements um, for nootropics for boosting brain power, whatever. They, it, they're either a source of choline for the acetylcholine neurotransmitter or a, an acetylcholine reuptake inhibitor, so that you you don't break down your acetylcholine as mu as much. So nicotine seems to. You know, like like things like LSD, they they mimic like serotonin. They play with the, with the serotonin receptors. So a lot of these compounds, like psilocybin as well, from mushrooms. So a lot of these things, plant things from plants, they they have similar structures. So they mimic certain things in the body. That's why we get entheogenic effects. And you know, uh, like coffee, it it blocks the adenosine receptors in the brain, the brain, which make you feel tired. So Mother Nature is beautiful, but there's a lot of fucked up shit as well you have to be very careful <laughs> what you put in your body yeah it's fascinating man now i it, yeah nicotine is actually it's not the nicotine that's bad for you it's it, it, it's i do think else. it is the smoke yeah it's the other aspects of it and probably there's a better way to do it than smoking it like the whole idea of like marijuana i don't think marijuana is bad for you in any way shape or form especially if you if you eat it or if you drink it like in a tea and yeah. things like that, yeah. then you don't get the tinctures effects, like in your yeah, tinctures instead of like smoking it. And I and I've been considering uh it's like uh well, it's legal here in, in Oregon. I should probably be growing a few plants in my backyard. Uh, yeah. I don't currently, but I probably should. You should, man. No. 
Gardening is That's fun. fascinating, man. I, I was listening to, so this is where I'm going off topic here. Um, I was listening to your last episode you did with Chris Matthew about a month ago, right? Uh, mm. Forbidden Knowledge News. And I was listening, to, you guys were talking about autism and you were talking about the different, um, well, yeah, tragedy of like childhood autism. And I do think that it is vaccine related, but they're like you were talking about too, that there were all these different other uh, factors in it. And you were talking about how, which I found really fascinating, like the bio, um, what the fuck, uh, the bio, your bio gut, your, what do you call that? Microbiome. Yeah, your microbiome. And how much that affects, uh, well, people's personalities, how that affects uh, everything. You're, I mean, I think your butt, my, your gut, but your gut, <laughs> but, well, yes, too. You slip. Micro, yeah, it's all connected. Uh, all of that is where all the magic is, comes from. It is, man. It, it, it affects things so much. So, like, um, as far as, like, so something that you touched on, which I thought was really fascinating, you were talking about how the gut, my, the butt, gut microbiome, how typically a kid with autism will have uh, things like candida and maybe some fungal things going on and maybe some bacterial stuff going on. And what I thought was fascinating is because I've heard this huge push lately and I, and it, maybe it's not even as of late, maybe it's been around for a minute, uh, this push for a, towards a ketogenic diet for kids with autism mm-hmm. and how that like clears up the brain. And so I'd, I'd heard all this, like maybe that that's running a cleaner fuel, like instead like, uh, the ketones and the fat running with the brain. But it also, if you're on a ketogenic diet, you're going to starve out that candida. You're going to starve out those, uh, a lot of that bacteria that's running and feeding off of, uh, carbohydrates. And that's going to change your gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. That's fucking, fucking interesting. And so I want to mention that. Yeah. It's, um, the, the ketogenic diet was originally developed for people with epilepsy. So it seems, yeah, it seems to, um, the, the, actually, I, I think it's about, I believe it's about 30% of autistic kids. There's so much research that I've gone through that I, I, I may be misquoting this, but there was a, a fair subset of kids, autistic kids, actually also have epilepsy. Interesting. So there is the, I, I'm not I'm not really too deep into the ep, epilepsy stuff, but from what I understand, it... Um, Glutamate, which is a a neurotrans a very abundant neurotransmitter in the brain, can play a factor, right? So um, things like mercury uh, and uh, various sort of immune activation and neuroinflammation, and you know toxins in vaccines, of course, they can activate certain immune cells in the in the brain, like the glial cells, and th- there's also these astrocytes as well. So these are like there's actually much more of them than the neurons, right? It could be like 10 to 50 times more of these glial cells than the neurons. So once they get activated, they start secreting sort of these um, uh, inflammatory compounds. And it, it's 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 very difficult. It's easy to light the, the, the spark that starts the fire, but it's difficult to extinguish this sort of neuroinflammation, right? But uh, in terms of the, the, the ketogenic diet I, for, for autism, I, I know... Like some some it's it's actually one of the most for especially for kids it's one of the most complex diets to implement so I would definitely make sure that you know you have a, a good doctor that understands what the fuck's going on uh, 
to to help with that you know i i it definitely would not be the first my first choice you know what i mean but there is a lot of benefit what you can actually do in a way to mimic uh, or to get the ketones into a person is you, you know these mct oils right the medium chain triglycerides you can get only c8 which is caprylic acid so it's one of the three the, the three mcts are capric acid caprylic acid and um there was one more um so this c8 it readily basically it um it goes in you know you you, you drink it it goes to the liver and then the liver just makes ketones out of that so you don't actually have to be in a ketogenic state which can be difficult to achieve and maintain so if you just get this c8 mct uh caprylic acid mct uh it's a good way to get the the ketones circulating then the body will do with them what it will and then you still have glucose running so especially for kids that are very active and they're you know still developing not just physically but neurally or neurodevelopmentally it's a good way to ensure that you know you have both sources of you know nutrients going without going because again with with kids like you know you you know how, like you have a year and a half old you know how challenging things can be with with diet and you've been like your your son is your older son is like 15 16 right so 16 yeah, yeah you've been through a lot of this stuff so you know how challenging these things can be but yeah there's a lot of things dude there's a lot of things i, I just i feel like we're not doing a good enough job to educate the parents you know so much yeah, more man. i could do it's just the whole diet thing to me that is one of that was one of my first red pills and our our other co-host that is on here every once in a while tony that was his first big red pill too was like the whole dietary um look because he was he got really into like health nutrition and he was like studying this stuff and then he was just he kept looking at like what the government's food tables were telling you was healthy and him going like that doesn't make any fucking sense. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Why in the fuck are they suggesting us eat this? And now, like, even the neo bullshit, the neo food type of pyramid sort of things, uh, they're now introducing things as far as, like, uh, environmental factors now, too. Yeah. So, like, something like a ribeye, like, somebody was just talking about this. Like, so let's say this beautiful, organic, sexy ribeye steak that I have right here. If if you if you look that up right now, we could look it up. I don't know, Thomas, we wanted to do that. If you look at like the government has a website where you can look up how um, how it's scored for you to eat and like what. And so they don't only just take in, in in consideration what this does for your body. They also say, what is this doing to the environment? And yeah. so that's going to affect the score. And so oh. something like a ribeye steak that's going to get lower because Ugh. they say that this is creating greenhouse gas emissions and because the, uh. the cow farts and stuff, this ribeye is going to be a D it's going to be rated a D. But if I go and I look up like honey nut Cheerios, that is going to get like a B plus. Yeah, dude. It's and things like that. So they're saying like, actually, because this is grain and because yes, it's sugar and it's grain and this and that, but it's so much better for the environment for you to be on this plant-based diet. We are going to tell you. And so like, to me, it, it's not about your health. It's not about you thriving. And so like, these were my first big red pills. It's like, these motherfuckers are just lying. Yeah. Look, and especially look, when you, I'm okay, you're holding up. You. I, I got this food. Uh, it's called the children's nutrition quick study guide it's like a pamphlet right i got a bunch of these on like 
trigger points, reflexology points, all sorts of shit, right? So I got it, and it's got choosemyplate.gov, which is like the latest uh, <laughs> in the USA. So I looked through this, and uh, I just bought it just out of curiosity to see what parents are being brainwashed with. <coughs> Listen to this now. How much? It looks like much, a Denny's menu. <laughs> again, as I'm drinking my Rockstar. Okay, now let's how talk mu- about health. Let, let me let me ask you, like your one and a half year old child, how much protein in grams do you think he needs? And and your your older child, that's you know sixteen, how much protein a day in grams do you think both of your kids, each of them, need? Out of curiosity. Roughly. Roughly? I mean, dude, I don't know about this kind of nutrition shit. Like, I would, I got on the keto shit for a long time, so I was just, like, eating my weight and steak and then, yeah. and, like, trying to suck down fat and, like, making... Anyways, I, let, let me guess. I would say something like... Because I think out of a steak, you get... I think it's hard to get the amount of protein that you actually fucking need. Like, I have some friends that are, like, trying to, like, build muscle. And it's, it's actually, like, to fucking do it, you have to force yourself to eat more protein than you think i would say um but for for let's say my one-year-old i think he probably i think he probably needs like 100 grams of protein a day my 16 year old i don't know i don't know how much 100 grams is is that a lot no no no. please continue please continue (laughs) yeah so and for my teenager he's like i mean this is like his nuts are growing and developing and he's turning to a dude right now it's I would say he probably needs like 400 grams of protein. He's building right. muscle. He's getting fucking, he's getting yoked. <laughs> That's a lot, dude. Yeah. That's a, that would be so, some so, massive poop. So <laughs> what's his, what's his weight roughly in pounds? My son's weight. He's not very much. He's probably 150 pounds. So he's a, he's a skinny little dude. A, a good, for, for an adult, a good rule of thumb is one pound of protein. Sorry, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you're, 200 pounds, 200 grams. Now, for a 15-year-old, 16-year-old dude, uh, you know, he's growing a lot. That would be the bare minimum. So I would, dude, I would go much higher. Like, maybe not easily, easily. But let me tell you what the government... My baby needs 100 grams. Let let me tell you what the government thinks your baby needs, bro. Fucking 13 grams... A day. This is what this is. What I'll tell you. Like you might, you might not think you're nutritionally well informed or knowledgeable, but the wisdom of the parent will always fucking trump the uh, whatever the doctor or or Mister Government say or Daddy Government say. So you were way closer with 100 grams for a one to three year old than the government with their th- paltry 13 grams. Of protein per day, dude. This is fucking. If, if this is what they're recommending, and, and oh, and, and let, let me tell you, for boys, fourteen to eighteen years of age, fifty-two grams, fifty-two Lord, grams dude. of protein, dude. I have that in one meal. And they say exclusively in like soy milkshakes and shit. And <laughs> like, like, I mean, that that would have been just the, like uh, the you know. So they have. They have this sort of plate and they have fruits, vegetables, grains, which is a quarter, and protein and dairy, right? So they don't say they don't say meat or animal products, they say protein. So, you know, if you're one of these brainwashies 
uh, of the plant-based cult now, you think 50 grams of protein. So, oh yeah, you know, I could give my kid, you know, uh, 100 grams of soy, 100 grams of beans, and, you know, some lentils, and the rest you get from the vegetables and your kid calories is going to be... Calories in, calories out. It's all equivalent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your kid is going to be farting, we'll be farting their way to school. Like, poof, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, th this is what happens when people listen to the government. That's why every, every, every second person is sick. Well, that's the fascinating thing because I wonder – I was just born a contrarian. I was born an asshole. There was no yeah. fucking – I was born an anarchist. I, I never listened to governmental – like, I, I, why the fuck would I listen to you? Who gives you authority? Who the fuck tells you that, that you know better than me? Like, and so, I mean, that's not really great because I'm not very intelligent. And so I'm just kind of a jackass. <laughs> and I was like, well, fuck but you. But it makes you feel, but, feel more righteous in that stance to just say, like, fuck you. I disagree. I what Dude, I, I disagree with you. I think you're very fucking, both of you are very intelligent. And uh, I, 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 no, I, I, I've listened, I've listened to quite a few of realities are. Uh, quite a few of the shows the last couple of days, like at least five or six. And you guys are very fucking intelligent. In fact, I'm also very impressed how you guys are able, like on your panel sort of uh, shows, how you're able to keep things so fucking civilized and courteous. I Whatever you're doing is is just next level. But what I, wanna, I wanted to say is you... You you got you you've definitely are doing what most people should be doing. And this is what any anarchist that is worth his salt should be doing is you are informing yourself and you're very you both of you guys are very well informed about a lot of different things, right? And this is exactly what we need to do. An anarchist is so in my view, is someone that takes responsibility. So to take responsibility, if I if I if I feel the source of most or all of our problems is the government then I can't let the government dictate how to raise my kids, what to teach my kids, what to feed my kids. You know what I mean? All of these things. So, But that means that I have to now understand better all of these things. So like, well, as my kid grows older, I'm going to have to learn all this stuff about teaching them, you know, the, my values, what I believe are the right values. And obviously you, you, you'd be much better versed at that with that because you're obviously you have a much older child, but, um, you know, I, I think this is you. Exact, you got it exactly. Like we have to, we have to fucking just become not experts in in any specific thing, but just kind of a jack of all trades, dude. And you 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 become like a a synthesizer of knowledge. And this is one thing I I understand from kids that are homeschooled without a dictated curriculum is they become very good at integrating seemingly disparate fields and th those are like the those kids have the potential to to like do genius level shit you know well yeah man i i think that there is something definitely to that the whole the whole homeschooling thing people people get really concerned about like well how are you going to um how are you going to have your kids socialized and but I look at the kids that are in fucking elementary school and I in in public schools in general and I'm like if that's who you want your kid around and those teachers like people don't realize that like dude pedophilia is actually way higher in public schools than it than it ever was in is involved in the catholic school system like it's like 10 to 1 it's pretty fucking ridiculous Jeez. the amount of kids that get diddled in, in in public schools but and more so than that just the indoctrination and just the indoctrination as far as like 
obedience to authority and just like obedience to like I I was a young man when I decided I was I think I was in third grade when I decided to quit like I'm not going to pledge allegiance to the flag. I was like fuck you, dude. Wow. And I was in a Christian school and it was like I was I spit in Jesus's face. I might as well have spit in Jesus's face because I refused to pledge allegiance to the flag Damn. because that's how much of God America was to these Christians, quote unquote. But like as far as like uh, socialization for your kids, man, it's when you start talking because people will look at someone that's homeschooled and they're like they're weird they're fucking weird meanwhile like, their kids are like raiding target <laughs> yeah dude no i'm not kidding i mean dude honestly because you look at the rest of the world and you're like do i want my kid to be like that like like so the person that's judging my kid and saying that maybe he's weird or something why because he like makes eye contact because he like shakes your hand because he like sit there and have a conversation with you and then he'll say something that's like deeper than just like did you watch the kardashians do you see her like spread her butthole to some black guy like like just i'm like dude yes maybe they're fucking weird and that's a good thing they're not assimilating to this shithole disgusting culture that you're trying to fucking put my kid into like i don't want him to fucking get i don't want some like tranny to sit there and give him a lap dance while he's reading him hop on pop like i just remember he just walks up though did you know that bigfoot (laughs) has a transdimensional penis that can come in and out of reality (laughs) that's a much better that's a much better conversation (laughs) for my child to have I, dude, you, dude, my wife was sitting there. I can't, I cannot remember the specifics of the conversation that I was having with my one-year-old last night. But we were sitting there having this long, weird philosophical conversation, and he's sitting there looking me in the eyes and like tracking. My wife goes, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" I was like, "We're having a moment. We're, we're like, I, I'd much rather that than have some fucking teacher sit there and tell him that we went to outer space and that you can get on a fucking rocket and go to the moon." Yeah, dude. Like, totally, you know, man. is it totally. filling my child's head with complete bullshit yeah man it's a, it's a if you like if you know about this, this this fuckery and you you still allow your child to be subjected to that you know fuck dude well, that's i'm all... still an anarchist and i believe in autonomy so it's like people will say why did you let your teenager go back to high school this last year because he wanted to yeah yeah, yeah okay, i'm not that... gonna afford it i'm like of course, he dude. wanted to go and check it out, and guess what? He got kicked out of school really quick. Really, because he wasn't listening. Because, dude, <laughs> we're, we're anarchists. I'm not yeah. going to sit there in a chair for eight hours and listen to you and listen to you. You're not that interesting. Nothing you have yeah. to say is very thought provoking, or just like you're not you're not rocking my world here, buddy. Like, I, there's a cute girl yeah. over there. I'm going to go talk to her. Dude, why? Because I want to lick her asshole. And so, <laughs> like, I'm going to go and get up, and I'm going to go talk to her because I'm pursuing that. Because that's a lot more interesting than anything you have to say, teacher. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. And that's how I raised my son. And so this is like an argument against homeschooling. You're reciting verbatim what your kid said to the teacher, right? This was on like the final <laughs> referral that got him kicked out. <laughs> All I want to do is go tongue punch your fart box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro. Like, I thought I, this was America. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm a little bit, I have a bit of a dilemma here because my wife is, is not too keen on the homeschooling thing. But in any case, the problem in Portugal is it's not legal to homeschool your kids unless you have a college degree and you stick to the curriculum that they teach. I'm like, 
the fuck am I like what's the point in homeschooling my kid if if I'm gonna be teaching this garbage to my you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, dude. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You gotta but... get out of the you gotta get out of the EU, doggy. You gotta get out of there. Dude, where to go though? Like where to go? I hear Afghanistan's better now that you know those guys have I mean, a bit more. Th- this is how Randy Weaver got his start too, dude, right? It's like he wanted a homeschool, but uh, he didn't want to do it according to any kind of state curriculum. Uh, so he moves his whole family out into the middle of nowhere so that he's got like full reign essentially over what he wants to do with himself and his family. Yeah. I mean, this is this is my dream. But when, you know, I do, that's the problem. Like for you guys, it might be normal, but you have to we have to remember that most people aren't like us you know so it's yeah we freak people out yeah i start having any of these conversations i'm not i'm not even talking about licking buttholes and i can sit there and have a conversation and freak a normal person out just yeah just questioning authority in general will start freaking people out like my particular job that i have right now i work in in a field that everybody every single person that i work with definitely believes that we went to the moon Every single one of it's a very like science based what I do, and every single one of them is like bought, sold, and paid for it that this happened. And they're very tight. Like everyone was watching the fucking TV yesterday because SpaceX did a fucking launch yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone was all stoked about it. And I was giggling when it blew up, but and everyone was like, "Fuck!" And I, I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, and you could tell it was real here. because of how fake it fake it looked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah man no no we are we are the fucking weirdos but i think i this is what's cool about the internet is that all of us weirdos have been able to yeah. find each other have these conversations create a community of it's other called radicalize <laughs> yeah, we're radicalizing we're ourselves we're right radicalizing <laughs> i mean we're clearly domestic terrorists hmm. this is what <laughs> that's it bro guys I just want to ask both of you, this is a question I ask all my guests. Um, it's I always like to kind of end interviews on a little bit of a positive note. To be honest, though, we've been keeping it pretty positive. I just I found lately, we all the, the conspiracy talk, we, we're talking about the population agendas and those sorts of shit. So it, I, do, I don't want people to associate that what we do is negative and Again, we were not negative today. We, it, you guys are ab- like I actually, <laughs> I love listening to you, you guys. Like, just cover any topic because I'm very often I'm there laughing my ass off, right? But anyway, the question, <laughs> Thanks, man. the question, that. yeah, bro, the guys are fucking epic. Um, the question I have for and you know whoever wants to start, I just want to ask you for my solutions talk segment. What are you doing that others can do also? to increase their freedom, self-reliance, autonomy, and or resilience to the challenges that we face this decade and beyond. Uh, Thomas, you want to take this one first? You want me to go? Oh, you go. I mean, this is my biggest thing and uh, is just not giving a fuck. That, that's my biggest thing. And so you like, you can, you can kind of, you can take this into a philosophical thing where you just kind of like, you having to like, give it to God, like Jesus, take the wheel sort of thing, whatever you want to call this. But like, I literally have to live my life 
and I have to focus on what's important to me. Like those two boobs are real. That's like what I'm focused on, right? These two boobs that are right here, I'm grabbing them. Uh, so to touch back on what we were talking about before. And so like for me, I'm very practical and realistic, I, in my opinion. Um, and so for me, that's where agorism comes in um, as far as like, so at some point, if we're going to have to be tag trace, this, that, and the other, um, to even like barter trade, go into a store, or they're going to turn our money into like further because it's already monopoly money. Now they're trying to turn it into like an online fucking app mm -hmm. store video game where our money is going to be even further because it's already fake. Now it's going to be super extra fake and gay. Now it's going to be tranny money. <laughs> this is like super trans money. So, um, the best thing that you can do for me practically is agorism as far as like getting together, like counter economy, understanding, like getting to know your neighbor, this, that, and the other, but more so than that, I don't give a shit. So I have a friend that like, he is listening to every single time that they're making a new law about a gun because Oregon's getting really radical about guns right now. And they're like, so if you have any fucking like uh, magazine that has more than eight rounds or 10 rounds or something, then you're a felon and you're this, or It's that, got a scary other. name on it or like a yeah. skull painted on the side. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden it's like, yeah. And, and he's always just like, Oh my God. And, and then he'll come and tell me about it. I'm like, Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I I don't, I, I don't fuck you. I guess I'm a I'm a felon. Like I, I don't fuck off. Like that's that to me. And so that can be a dangerous piece of advice where I'm telling people to just <laughs> yeah. like fuck off. Um, hey, if that rifle's a little too long to fit yeah. in your backpack, just shave off a few inches. Who yeah, who's gonna know. care? <laughs> uh, so this is my best piece of advice. Anyone that is trying to come at you with authority and trying to tell you what to do that you think that is against your rule, uh, morals, rules, values, principles, you just tell them politely, suck my dick. That is my, that's my Thank best piece of advice. Get to know your neighbors. Get to know your neighbors. Get to know a community around you. Um, there's lots of fun little places that you can go. Freedomcells.org. That's like a, a place that you can like get together map all of these people out in your neighborhood don't don't put your actual house address in this place like at safeway the nearest safeway right and so you like oh hey you want to go get coffee and so you meet meet the folks hopefully it's not a fed and <laughs> it could be but hopefully not fed, and yeah. get to know your community get to know like-minded people get, know who you have fucking i mean I, like my wife her little project has been like getting everything we need for a sweet bug out bag you know what I mean? And so that's been a fun little project. Like, nice. you know, like what, what do we need for our bug out back? Okay. So we got to have this, 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 like just, but do it in a positive, fun way where don't freak out. Money's fake and gay. Uh, this whole world is fake and gay. Just take care of like, just take care of like what we have in front of us. Those sweet titties. I've got my house right now, which I could, I could throw away if I needed to. But I've got my kids, I've got my wife, I got my family. That's that's what's important to me. We're gonna fucking survive, no matter what. I don't know. That that just what's important to you, focus on that, take care of that, get to know your neighbors, and and fuck everybody else. Love it. Fuck the haters. All right. Love Sorry, it. Thomas, you go. <laughs> yeah, this one's hard for me because I don't even like my neighbors. My neighbors have all reported me to the, to the county and multiple times About for what? the dumbest. What have you done? I haven't done what like for example the, uh, I had some palm trees trimmed and apparently it was housing like families of rats 
So after the palm trees got trimmed and some got to, I had to, had to take two down because uh, they were just dying, those rats had nowhere to live. So they went and like scurried to the back corner of my property under the, this root system from like a like an old oak tree or something. Well, apparently the name, the two neighbors that live on that side of the property saw a bunch of rats and they're like, oh, the, you know, the the property behind us is infested with rats. So that the county had to come out and I had to get like people to come out and clear all the root system out just to say like, yeah, that like I had trees trimmed. The rats live there. Now they didn't have a home. So they go and live in this tree. Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, dude, that, I'd be like, one, that's one of many dude. food and shit. Like on the, <laughs> my neighbor's fence, I, I, I give them a rat infestation. Well, I'm, I'm just I'd go saying to the pet store, I buy every goddamn rat they had and I'd fucking flood their backyard with it. Whatever. Fucking call <laughs> well, see, see and, and I've, I've had those uh, thoughts too. Like, for example, they have like these floodlights and I've just wanted to put ultra reflective signs that say like no trespassing. They just bounce the floodlights right back into their house and everything. Cause it's like, I don't live on like 10 acres or anything. Uh, but the problem is that they've already proven that they've got all the time in the world to just sit and call the county and just dick around. Like, I don't got that kind of time. I'd rather be reading about lizards and aliens, you know what I mean, than, than t- on fucking auto up. dial with the county to, like, do these stupid. But it, it, I just bring that up because uh, it, it makes me sad sometimes when it's just like, oh, yeah, just get to learn your neighbors. And it's like, I fucking hate my neighbors. But I, I would say my my uh, my parting wisdom is to just not trust anything, especially if you get into the situation where you're like, well, I saw it with my own eyes. Like you're already fucked. Like you've already tricked yourself into thinking that you can trust your dumbass senses that can be tricked so easily either by not just from like a, they that's out there projecting holograms, but you yourself, it's very easy to convince yourself and justify things. And so to do that, you use the trivium you as your tool set. most fake and gay. Well, yeah. Your eyes are fake and gay. <laughs> well, and not just that. I guess my the You're the, the gayest, pra- fakest thing there is. So the don't practical version yourself. is someone coming and saying, like, for example, like a flat Earth, like, "Hey, man, all conventional science is really a psyop." Well, I think, well, maybe the psyop is you telling me that that's the psyop. You know what I mean? It's like it's psyops all the way down. So I don't know. I like playing that game, but the trivium helps you cut through all of that because again, you just break it down. What words are they using? Grammar. Are the words that they're using and the argument they're making sound logic? And then are they appealing to like my interests? Are they appealing to my biases? Like, for example, if I wanted to really sell Nate on something, I know I can just make it really earth centric and make it very like humanistic. Um, and, and, you know, you can get someone to buy onto something as long as you're approaching it to them from their own bias. But if you can recognize when someone's doing that by using rhetoric, then you're kind of like a step ahead. So that's, I so, guess that's my parting. Thank you, Thomas. So if, uh, if uh, Nate says that y- your, your eyes are faking gay, how would you use the trivium to see if, if it's true or not? Cause your ears are also faking gay, Thomas. So how are you going to use those fake, those fake gay ears? To... Are we, I thought we were not allowed to say gay or retard. What well, happened, we we mean nineties. It's nineties gay and nineties retard. As dude, long as it's nineties, no, we're bringing it back, dude. We can right. say like we can say faggot. We can say retard. We can say anything we want. This is America. Well, not in Portugal. <laughs> Maybe you get arrested. You get arrested for saying those sort of things. If you were to go outside of your house, and, yeah, like, if you just called someone gay in public, like, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would happen? I'm curious. What would happen in in the area you live in? Um. Well. 
neighbors can often see me like shouting at my dog for fucking random because she's being a you know being a dick so they'll be like ah it's just this guy you know he's he's got that fiery balcony in him you know from bulgaria so i think it's gonna be fine yeah they're okay and, and to answer you i don't know if trivium would work on that particular argument but what i would do is i would I would bring myself to that level, which I think I've I've got. If any, if any skill, I can meet you on whatever level you're having discourse with me on. So if you're talking about my eyes being fake and gay, then I would just say that like, well, your vocal cords are fake and gay. So in order for you to even make that statement, you already were fake and gay before you even got to see my eyes. So I mean, now we're talking about sort of an order of priority, right? Like if if you were fake and gay first, then how can I even trust anything coming out of your fake and gay mouth? bro that's just many levels to that bro fuck me love it guys well thomas nate thank you so much for joining us today um it was a very rich and wide wide-ranging conversation and i really appreciate your time boys likewise Absolutely. man this was awesome thank you so much christian thank you